the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's Friday, September 3rd. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, which is DePietro.com. Well, um, if you missed it, uh, really... um, tragic horrendous day that unfolded yesterday afternoon in the town of warren east bay um you have you know east providence and it goes barrington very small town warren and then bristol but um two dead one of them there's a club there if you folks have you missed any of it uh we were unseen doing facebook live it's all on the website topetro.com but by all accounts um you have someone who is seemingly just a fixture in the community brian remy and they have this small club and he's involved with a number of different organizations and it's still undetermined but there was some kind of an argument and then someone who was at the club and i i think working in some capacity maybe just there or as the bartender what have you and and uh the next thing you know um he allegedly shot and killed this brian remy who was very involved with the community uh lived in the community was also a volunteer firefighter and he opened fire at him at the club he also wounded someone else he then fled the club police caught up to him got a description of him and then he was battling it out with police and then it is undetermined whether or not he was shot and killed by police or then he took his own life but we're still getting details of of a troubled individual but we do know the two dead and and still no guarantee last i heard the third person uh, that was wounded was very severely wounded all playing out broad daylight n- beautiful afternoon yesterday and to me it's another example with law enforcement folks how police who they just never know what they're they're going to be dealing with and there was some bristol police detectives in an unmarked car that were riding along and one of them thought they heard a popping sound and then looked like the description that they got as they were riding around on water street which is walking distance from where the scene of the the shooting was and and suddenly they're they're getting fired on now think of this yesterday was a peaceful afternoon they've had no problems in this town member of law enforcement there is a very good chance the police officers yesterday that were engaged in a gun battle very good possibility that was the first time they've ever had to discharge their weapons and then suddenly you know they they are under fire they're uh, they don't know if they're dealing with one assailant, two, such an unknown situation, playing right out there uh, in broad daylight on a public street. They don't know if someone's going to come by with a stroller. Last night, and again, if you missed any of it, we were on the scene, and you see, you know, there's kids riding bikes, and there's people walking, and there's somebody walk, pushing a baby carriage or a stroller. 
and then uh, people walking their dogs and all kinds of people that are just out and about. But it is another example where our law enforcement at any time, they may be called upon to utilize their training, their sensibility, their temperament, falling regarding under their training and in a deadly force situation. One life had already been taken. And then when someone reaches that point, when someone crosses the line and discharges the weapon and shoots and kills someone and then wounded someone else who escaped out of the club, who was then speaking with police as they were attending to him and then trying to determine, folks, again, police don't know, is there one gunman? Is there more than that? Is there a group? Who they're dealing with? But once that person crossed over the line and discharged the weapon and then took a life, the, the police are dealing with someone who would then not, they wouldn't think twice about taking a shot at them, which they didn't. Police were taking fire. So it is undetermined. This person may have taken, taken their, excuse me, their own life, or the police may have wounded the individual. We're still not sure exactly. They're still trying to piece together everything. But just in a remarkable, this was not, you know, middle of a bad neighborhood, gang war, nighttime, uh, heat of summer. This is just a casual Thursday afternoon. Storm had passed. Sun is out. People are surveying the damage, looking at some of the branches broken off and some of the water. And then all of a sudden this comes out to play. To me, it's just another example. We have to support law enforcement. Uh, very tragic situation. And, and also, folks, how, um, you know, people, I'm going to say people are just off right now this the 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 effects of the pandemic people are not functioning properly i don't know all the details of this individual i'm hearing some speculation that there was some kind of an altercation the day before and i don't know exactly what that was about that could have been some kind of a money dispute again don't know all the details of the situation but something had happened the day before and then when these two individuals then saw each other and again i want to be very clear that i've heard that the I've heard that the man that lost his life, uh, Brian Remy, that I mean, he, I'm not that he did anything wrong. I'm not saying that or intimating that in any way, but just hearing that there was something going on and you just have this small club in a small town and, and there's obviously drinking. Now it's late in the afternoon. So the, the person who was turned to be the gunman, uh, it is undetermined. We don't know how long he'd been there, how much he'd been drinking. What was the dispute over? Why he had a firearm? Um, a lot of information that we're still waiting on this, but I also just come back to a couple things to take away. And that is, and you, you also, if you, if you saw it, because Brian Remy was with the fire department in Warren, uh, they had that very solemn procession last night as they accompanied and stood at attention as they then, uh, very sadly removed his body from the itlow american club in warren so it was very dramatic again all the video is up on the website at dipetro.com but i just go back to you know i just think a lot of the public officials with the lockdowns and the masks and i mean it's not our imagination people this has had a tremendous effect on people and in a negative way you see the fightings on the airplanes and airlines and people fighting in restaurants and people fighting in stores and you know this is people and i don't know what this was over i want to be very clear this is all speculation but i'm just saying just in general there's been a lot of irrational 
reaction and behavior during the course of the pandemic that I still think a lot of the the public officials seem um, almost like naive to. I also want to point out, as we pointed out yesterday, you know, as much as Governor McKee and they want to do a glasses half full um, type of picture, the situation that the Providence Journal credit to them un unfurling uh, that that the fact that at uri 1000 students were able to check the box saying oh yeah i need a religious exemption i'm not going to be vaccinated and no questions asked honor system honor system like i said it's like they're keeping score playing mini golf where the frontline workers are on the verge by october 1st less than a month away if they don't have the vaccines supposedly they're out of a job and 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 it's just the rhode island department of health was not giving guidance according to uri they weren't getting guidance from them and uri was using a template from 2019 before the pandemic uh the mckee people they really dodged a bullet yesterday because i i think the media could have been far more aggressive and those frontline workers and if you're one of them they have absolutely opened the door you have 1,000 URI students that over that were given a religious exemption merely by checking the box. Providence College, far more aggressive. You have to write an essay. You have to provide documents. What is this all about? What religion are you talking about? Um, and the same thing goes for other universities. So, uh, but the fact that, you know, government keep, well, you know, we're not focusing on that. Well, yeah, but there are people that are focusing on it because you have a lot of people right now who might be on the verge of losing their jobs. All right, a lot ahead on this Friday before Memorial Day weekend. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508 508- 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part time, full time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out, they send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508 336 7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor, or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. 
jkale engineering call them today 401-351-7600 they're licensed in rhode island in massachusetts jkl it's going to be a hot summer ahead call jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available remember with jkl 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially for technical expertise customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer they're also a navian certified factory dealer call jkl for a system replacement oil to gas for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available this summer called jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with jkl engineering 401-351-7600 to the john DePietro show folks joining us right now so appropriate with its uh, labor day weekend is our friend from the National Right uh, to to Work Foundation, and it's President Mark Mix. Mark, it's John DePietro. Great to have you on again, and happy Labor Day. Thank you, John. Happy Labor Day to you. Um, we may be celebrating a different way than other people, but uh, it's a celebration of the American worker, and uh, that's appropriate. Mark, uh, take us through. There are some bills in the Senate that uh, everyone should be concerned about. Yeah, first and foremost is the so-called PRO Act, the Protecting the Right to Organize Act, which has already passed the House with no hearings and no testimony and is pending over in the Senate, that would first repeal all 27 right-to-work laws in the country, John. And these laws are really very simple. They protect a worker's right to keep their job if they decide they don't want to financially support a labor union. Um, those 27 states have done right well economically and not only on a on an individual freedom front, but also from an economic standpoint. And I know uh, lots of states up in the Northeast could use the economic numbers that right-to-work states are providing, you know, basically five times greater number of people employed, uh, basically lost jobs in the manufacturing sector in the forced unions and states over the last decade, a 30% higher uh, private sector growth in, in private sector employment. Uh, you know, the story is getting better and better all the time, John, that freedom works. And uh, in those right-to-work states, that's where the economic vitality in the country is coming from. And so, that bill would repeal those laws. It also uh, would try to eliminate the secret ballot election for union certification. It would introduce secondary boycotts so unions could protest against customers of a target uh, targeted company for unionization. Uh, penalties for small business people. Wipe out the independent contractor rules. Think Uber and Lyft and and uh, make them employees so they can be unionized. Uh, shall I go on, John? See, you know, that is exactly the type of thing. And this is also, uh, since it is back to school, the teachers' unions have also been very busy. Oh, my gosh. The president of the Los Angeles Teachers' Union, Unified Los Angeles Teachers' Union, uh, did a rare interview with uh, geez, the Los Angeles Magazine the other day. And, and the lead of the story is you can recall the governor, you can recall the school board, but you can't recall me. That was the quote from the teacher union boss out in Los Angeles who's basically held those children out of school saying they've, not, they've lost nothing, John. Don't worry. The fact that they're not in school, they've lost nothing. They've long, lost no opportunities. In fact, they have learned the definition of riot versus protest in words like insurrection and coup, and they've learned how to self, uh, you know, self make self-sufficiency. They've learned those things by being out of school. This is a union official that holds her 
teachers out of classrooms and holds their children out of classrooms to fight for defunding the police, for millionaire taxes, for all these things that have really nothing to do with the educational system in Los Angeles. But that's no surprise. Union officials of the largest teacher unions across the country, like Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers, were basically involved in writing the regulations for the Center for Disease Control on how to open up schools again. I mean, and then interacting with the White House on that and, and basically overruling some of the recommendations that the CDC made. So, yeah, those teacher unions are pretty powerful, and we've gotten a really clear display of that over the last year or so. Folks, we're speaking with Mark Mix, who is the president of Right to Work in the country. And, Mark, um, under President Trump, I mean, I think we saw some gains, but it sounds like people should be paying attention that, you know, right now with the Biden administration, they certainly want to enable and make the uh, the labor unions far more powerful. Yeah, John, and and really that's not – I mean you have to be a little more specific about what Biden's got in mind and what his administration has in mind. They're not talking about rank-and-file workers because if they were talking about rank-and-file union workers, they wouldn't have put the pipe fitters and the operating engineers on the XL pipeline on the unemployment line You know, shortly into the beginning of this this administration. What they're talking about is giving radical union bosses dramatic more powers over individual workers across the country. I mean when you talk about forcing someone to pay a union in order to work, that doesn't help the worker. That helps the union bosses. When you talk about eliminating the secret ballot election in favor of a card check, a, a coercive card check scheme, that doesn't help the worker. That helps the union official. When you talk about penalizing you know, uh, uh, small companies who are you know, barely making it over the last year and a half with uh, allegations when there is a, uh, allegations of an unfair labor practice charge to the tune of $50,000 or $100,000, that doesn't help the workers. That helps the union bosses. When you talk about boycotting a business that has nothing to do with union Organization, except for they supply, they're a customer of a, of, a, of a targeted company. That doesn't help any workers at all. That hurts. That hurts workers and helps union officials. So that's what Biden's up to. When he says he wants to promote unionism, he says he wants to promote forced unionism, and that's exactly what they're trying to do. Folks, again, we're speaking with our friend Mark Mix, National Right to Work. And Mark, what are some other uh, things that people should uh, be thinking about on this 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 Labor Day weekend? <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we, you should be thinking about your pocketbooks and the tax money because the Biden administration is dead, at, dead set on using the so-called infrastructure bill that's now passed, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that has about anywhere from about 25 to maybe 35 percent of what we call hard infrastructure in it. The rest of it is is kind of, you know regressive left engineering of our government. Then they need to worry about the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill that's coming down the pipe that talks about you know, giving union officials the ability to get, make union dues a tax credit. That means that taxpayers across the country will be paying union dues for all union workers across the country. Uh, they're talking about, uh, as I mentioned already, you know, Uber and Lyft drivers being uh, designated as employees for unionization, which will basically wipe out that model. I mean, these are things that, that government can, you know, when they put their finger on the scale and they start, you know, creating this crony capitalism. And it's hard to say it that way because they're actually empowering, you know, self-admitted socialist union bosses. They're giving them power, more power over workers and more power over taxpayers. And by golly, they'll spend whatever it takes to, to make good on Joe Biden's prom- promise that he's going to promote unionism, promote unionism, promote unionism. He said it three times, so I said it three times. But what he really means is pr- promote forced unionism. Hmm. Now, uh, Mark, who, what are some of the other things that uh, over the next few months that, that uh, pe- everyone should be watching as far as coming out of Washington? 
Yeah, well, the, the, obviously the budget reconciliation bill, the $3.5 trillion, and then you know the idea of basically trying to change the Senate rules is another story that that's keeps popping up, that because they can't get the radical regressive agenda passed, they need to break the filibuster, change the Senate rules, and make the Senate a simple majoritarian body. You know, you know this is a structure that has basically allowed Congress to be at least deliberative in, in passing uh, or considering you know radical pieces of agenda. Uh, legislation. So we got to keep our eye on that. And, and obviously, they're very close. And then, of course, the courts. You have to look now. We've got the new news about the Supreme Court, and the anger's been peaked again. And so we'll probably hear about court packing, which is another bad idea. Um, you know, the last time they tried that was in 1935, and that's when we got our federal policy, uh, federal labor policy pushed through by Roosevelt over the original uh, adjudication of it by the Supreme Court is unconstitutional, but he threatened to pack the court. The court uh, basically uh, switched their votes, two of the justices switched their votes, and now we have a federal labor policy that takes the rights away from states, which the Constitution said would really, shouldn't ever really happen, especially in areas outside of those specifically enumerated by the Constitution. Folks, again, he is Mark Mix, National Right to Work. Mark, great job as always. Uh, I will wish you a happy Labor Day. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Calvino call for a free consultation today 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury fight back Call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. 
Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400 or online, fightbackcalljack.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. What a storm overnight. If you haven't seen it, oh my goodness, the flooding. First of all, New York uh, City, New York, New Jersey, not just New York City, but New York, New Jersey, especially New York City, though, absolutely got clobbered with flooding. Folks, it, it, it looks like something out of a horror film. And then Rhode Island got tremendous rain in such a short period of time. You know, we heard the storm was coming. You know the damage that it did in in uh, in New Orleans. You know what's amazing is think of the the uh, Hurricane Henry that basically petered out and didn't do a lot of damage. And there was so much hype over that. In this storm, uh, there was – I'm not going to say that there wasn't hype or, or information about it, but the amount of damage that is done and the water damage – the amount of damage that water can do. If you haven't seen it yet, where do you see? And you will see it on the news. It's actually making the national news. And that is some of the uh, the, the damage to roads in Portsmouth. One street absolutely collapsed under the rushing water. In Bristol, it flooded. Parts of Cranston flooded. I mean, just horrendous rain overnight. Governor McKee has his work cut out for him. Now, the governor, who is uh, scheduled to uh, do a COVID briefing, but and that's also... Um, that's also, you know, heating up as far as what I mean by COVID is there's a lot of developments with that. And one of the developments that he's has to deal with are the amount of first responders who are not getting vaccinated. Now, he has set the he set the deadline. He set the deadline of October 1st that if they don't get the, the vaccine they're they're going to be terminated. Well, he is communicating. And if you go to the website to Petro dot com, the uh, we do have um a story up regarding exactly that his staff apparently is communicating and now they realize it's a little bit of a harsh tone i think it's possible the governor was distracted by the tony silva situation and this whole business of the frontline workers that if they don't get vaccinated by october 1st they're going to lose the jobs now listen i'm not saying i know the answer to this i i don't and 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 the people are in a tough situation because there are some people that they're just adamantly against the idea of being forced to get the vaccine. And I'll leave some go say this. I, I don't fully believe a lot of the reasons that they're even mentioning, such as, you know, some of the people are saying, well, they want a religious exemption. I, I don't think they have one um, or need one or one exists, I should say. Uh, someone else, I'm allergic to the. I, I don't believe that. Uh, millions of people have gotten this and have been no problem. I think it's just fear. I think it's fear. There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of people that referred me to these stories. And then when they send me the stories, I've never heard of the news source. And they are banking everything on it. People are seeking out to find what they believe or want to believe and then find a way to, to validate it. That's That seemingly to me is what's happening. But what the governor's not addressing is just the basic fear. Listen, and what I mean by that is... I don't know if someone is absolutely petrified of getting the vaccine and it may be unfounded, but you haven't seen Dr. Scott, the governor, they haven't done any type of town hall meeting. They haven't, from what I understand, they have not met with the leaders of this movement of the frontline workers that don't want to get the vaccine. Now I posted that story. And then also there's the, 
uh, situation that apparently they're they're planning on confronting the governor this Saturday night. At, the water fire is supposed to be to honor the frontline workers. Talk about tone deaf with the McKee administration. He is striking out with water fire. First, he had the almost fight showdown with Mayor Alorza. Now, instead of them saying, hey, thank you for honoring us, they're going to apparently like protest and find him and go right up to him because he plans to be there. And it's supposed to be to honor frontline workers. But a lot of them feel that they're going to they're going to be dismissed if they don't get the vaccine. I, I think that things need to slow down. And these idea of dates and mandates and, you know, last Last fall, Governor Raimondo, a lot of the teachers, they weren't, you know, saying they weren't ready to go back and all this other stuff. So what did the governor say? We're going to give everyone two more weeks to get ready. I, I think he was rushing this along. Um, I think there's also a difference between many of the healthcare workers and the firefighters. Now, folks, I, I will say this. If, if you have someone who is elderly and the healthcare workers go into their home and they help them and work with them, and that's who they're dealing with, by the way. They're dealing with really the most vulnerable, right? Someone gets sick. They have no choice. They're in the hospital. And then they don't get to pick. Here are the nurses that I want and so forth. And the same thing with a lot of the people that get the people, the, the you know, home health aides or nurses and so forth. So they don't have an option with that. And you have to be reasonable. It'd be very reasonable that if you're one of those individuals either in the hospital or you have these people coming to see you at home that you don't want someone who's bringing the disease who's bringing the virus that's a that's a more than a reasonable request what a lot of the frontline workers seem to skip over is what happened you know they say last year we had the ppe and we were right in there and look at the amount of people that died in the nursing homes because the virus was rampant and spreading through the nursing homes and that was even after they stopped the visitations and everything else who was bringing in the workers were bringing it in so there are different classes, different classes of people. There are the there are people that are anti-vax. Then you have the people that say, well, I'm not anti-vax. I'm just anti-mandate. Not exactly sure of the difference, but they insist there is one. Um, I, I don't know what percentage claim that they need a religious exemption from this. I, I don't I don't know about that. I think they're searching. I think they're scared. I think they're very frightened. I think they are terrified of the unknown. However, that said, I think... Governor McKee and Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott um, and maybe Dr. McDonald, someone, they need to hear these people out and they need to deal with some of their fears. Because as I said, now I'm not, you know, in the mix on this as far as I'm certainly not a decision maker, but these people are basing, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And some of the things that people are saying, it just doesn't stand to reason. It's some of the communication I have with them it's not like you're communicating with with reasonable people they're they're coming up with things that you know i follow this as close as anyone and some of the things of you know the only people that are dying are the vaccinated people that's that's not true someone you know was sending me it's it's the vaccinated that are spreading it and the only ones that are dying are the are the vaccinated people the the unvaccinated people they're fine and that it's a world plot and there's some people sitting in switzerland and this is their world plot and they're just making money. I mean, they, I, I don't think that's based in reality. I think some people have been overcome by fear and they're going to different corners of the Internet, try to pull information. If you're listening right now, you know, I have these people that ask me, are you on Parler? That, that site is just 
a cesspool of misinformation. Folks, not, not everyone is lying. I recognize, believe me, I recognize it's tough to find out like accurate information, but some of the phrases that are being thrown, you know, don't believe anything you read, believe half of what you see. Who said that? Where did that come from? Believe half of what you see? Don't believe anything you read? What, what, what are we talking about? People are getting into witchcraft. I think this is a lot. And I think people being threatened with their job. I think Governor McKee and his staff, whether it's him, maybe he was distracted by the Tony Silva situation. Maybe he needs to say, hey, listen, I want to apologize. I've been distracted because my chief of staff and we've been trying to defend him. And none of that, by the way, makes sense. And and he is right because uh, the story certainly has died down since Silver is, is out of there. It's not going away, but it's died down. But I would um, implore, and I know a lot of the McKee allies, family of uh, different people that work for him. I know they listen to the program. I suggest that they take a different tone towards the frontline workers. Now, the firefighters are different only because, you know, with them threatening to walk out, um, I, I don't, they, they have, there's a small percentage of them. That's more on a town by town basis. The cities and towns, they can deal with that situation. Um, I think it's different than just across the board. And I'm not giving them the out, but I, I don't think they're standing on the same side of the street as the frontline workers. All right, we have a lot ahead. It is, uh, folks, the, the state is recovering from yet another storm, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could de be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police. Fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 439 6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or 
bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote, 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. So uh, first of all, folks, very stormy weather in, uh, in store. It would seem for the next 24, possibly 36 hours, heavy, heavy rain and flooding coming our way. Just a horrendous way to end August, but also uh, begin September. But I want to touch on, <clears throat> obviously, we're going to talk on the Biden situation, the president's approval ratings have plummeted. I've saw some interesting uh, articles where a lot of people feel, or at least his people feel, with the ever-changing news cycle, that as much as he's getting a lot of bad press for Afghanistan, which he is, and rightfully so, that it's not going to stick, that it'll move on, and that ultimately, as much as people uh, feel that he handled it poorly, uh, with you know the evacuation, leaving some people behind, some various things like that, a lot of those images will start to fade, and you know people will focus more on COVID, which is still a problem, and send uh, evictions and the economy and some other things. But I, I want to start off just on the situation with Governor McKee, who, especially for, for this audience, um, where he was the mayor of Cumberland, and uh, obviously has a number of people that work uh, work and worked on his staff who are from the northern part of the state. And, you know, the, the governor took over in March, and uh, Governor McKee, I found in some ways refreshing, very different than Governor Raimondo, has a good way about him. I can see why he's been success, uh, successful. Um, seems to be very earnest, has a way about him that you can feel you're getting a real answer. That obviously has changed the past two weeks with the problems with his former now chief of staff, uh, former police chief of Cumberland, Tony Silva, who um, <clears throat> some problems for the McKee uh, campaign or administration, I should say, is just the Tony Silva news is not going to evaporate. I, I think he, that guy, I think he's in trouble. I don't know him. It seems now I'm never, I'm really not going to know him. Um, I, I, I think he is in trouble. Uh, and again, I, I'm not saying, you know, locked up prison, but I, I think he's going to face a lot of scrutiny and could end up facing some kind of a charge with this whole land deal. But Governor McKee, um, at some point, you know, the, the whole thing of uh, the Wizard of Oz, of you're not in Kansas anymore, he, he has got to realize you're not in Cumberland anymore because of, you know, yesterday I asked the question about, w w my question basically was like, are you going to tell the people of Rhode Island when you have to go in and be questioned by the Attorney General and the State Police? And the governor, I, again, I can't get into his mind. He seemed a little surprised by it. Um, well, you know, if I'm called, obviously I would go and, uh, I, and, and, and he, he is a, he is like the, in some ways, one of the a pivotal witness in this whole thing. Um, obviously the mayor of Cumberland, he's so far has come out seemingly very well, but it's a lot more than that. Um, I was kind of taken back that the governor seemed surprised. Like, why would that be news that the governor of the state? has to go and sit down with the attorney general's office and the state police and answer questions on the Tony Silva matter. That would be, I mean, I would do a live feed on that. That will be complete 
wall-to-wall coverage, and, and it becomes almost like a what they call a perp walk situation. The cameras are all right there, and uh, the cameras are clicking, and the you know the photographers and people are shouting questions. You would think he's going on trial. <clears throat> so again, I I don't know enough about it's either the governor, whoever is giving him advice, or whoever he's listening to. If he's listening to anyone, they're certainly not serving him well. Because then I also asked him, and has he sought legal counsel? And he said, oh, I, I don't even, I don't know why I would need to go in with an attorney. Well, listen, you're, you're the governor of Rhode Island. And if you're going to sit down in some form of an official capacity with the state police and the attorney general's office, they're going to be asking you a lot of questions. But just a regular citizen would be well served to have some kind of legal counsel attorney there with them it just stands to reason and the governor kind of waved it off almost like well i why would i need an attorney i mean folks i can't tell you the number of times that some of these you know political uh situations pop up and like to me when you've covered them enough times you can see that the train is coming down the track and that this is going to be a problem <clears throat> not all the time but a lot of times it just fits a pattern and it it starts to have a lot of the same characteristics where first they they don't think it's a problem then they issue some kind of a denial then they say maybe they're going to look into it then they say they don't think they need an attorney and the next thing you know you know they're lawyered up and then they are being told they shouldn't be talking about it so the fact that any any governor this is not a governor mckeith any sitting official if you they were going to sit and be questioned by state police in the attorney general's office just for their own protection because that's what it comes down to they absolutely are entitled to have legal counsel should have legal counsel someone in there kind of guiding it a little bit even if it becomes that the attorney whoever that may be is sometimes playing like the bad cop like listen how much longer is this going to go you don't have to answer that you know someone that gets an idea of just how long where the question's going to go something like that but i i am i i don't know what to make of it. i mean one year from now there will be a democrat primary and and governor mckee again i don't know that much about his operation was the mayor of cumberland and and i'll be honest i i wasn't that paying attention that much when he was lieutenant governor you know i'll give him credit last year he was trying to help out small businesses and try to get some focus and attention kind of at an uphill battle um but whoever is advising him media wise they they just seem to be falling flat because he seems thrown the governor isn't expected to know everything but he he needs people to tell him what he doesn't know he can't read every newspaper but he needs someone reading every newspaper he needs to be briefed he needs to know what's going on in all different facets i'm not trying to say he's overwhelmed in the job i don't think he is i think he started off very strong he's definitely hit some turbulent water this is um this this is no small thing that he's five months in and his chief of staff had to resign and the investigation is not going to go away and channel 12 just unearthed more information again i have no bone to pick with tony silver when he said the whole reason this is going on is because i work at the state house i don't think that's what it is i think it's more of the element of what the with his smoke this fire the, the fire department doesn't show up just to poke around someone's house maybe someone either pulled an alarm or they see some smoke but governor mckee i just don't know at what point 
the oh gee is this a story you know should i have known about that or that that act for his own benefit they need to get up to speed i can assure you that if the governor of the state has to go and face the state police and the attorney general and answer questions it will be a story it'll be a new england story you'll have uh, camera crews come down from boston channel 5 channel 7 channel 4 um the fact that he's unaware of that or that a governor would go in with no legal counsel even if you have no one saying you anyone did anything wrong but if you're in a situation where there could be legal consequences he'd be well served to have someone there whether it's on the outside or his own there's a bunch of lawyers at the state house the rhode island state house is the biggest law firm in rhode island all right a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show mega logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431-2300 mega mega logistics if you have freight you need freight goods third-party brokers for your company warehousing and transportation how about custom freight supply chain management routing bill auditing customer developing proven track record with fortune 500 companies you can depend on mega mega logistics call them today 401 431-2300 does that sound like your company maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage warehousing transportation custom freight they have the experience call them today mega logistics 401-431-2300 you're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DePietro.com. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he is retired U.S. military intelligence officer. We've spoken to him before. He is uh, terrific and so knowledgeable. It is Lieutenant Steve Rogers. Lieutenant, welcome back to the John DePietro Show. Um, I wish it was better circumstances, but very anxious to hear just some of your initial thoughts on what we're seeing and happening in Afghanistan and seemingly the disconnect with President Biden. Well, John, thanks for your invitation, and we're certainly seeing, at least in my lifetime, the most catastrophic uh, foreign policy uh, uh, makeout from the White House that I've seen. Uh, to begin with, this entire operation was uh, messed up from the beginning. Uh, I spent my career in, in military intelligence and worked on evacuation plans for every single contingency or every single incident that would happen worldwide in every country the first thing you do is remove your civilians you close your embassy you make sure everyone's safe and then you remove your military joe biden did it completely backwards and then they add insult to injury 
John, they left our equipment there, helicopters, tanks, armored personnel carriers, uh, millions of rounds of ammunition. And they and Biden gave the Taliban uh, an air force. They never had one before. Now they have one. And on top of that, we now have ISIS and we now have al-Qaeda being reconstituted. So we're in for some real trouble as we move forward. What do you make of him trying to insist that... Uh... You know, it just contradicts what we're, what we're seeing, which is he was saying all the allies are with us and the Taliban basically uh, is, is not harming anyone. That, that is just simply not true. It isn't. And, and, and listen, I, I'm not going to make fun of the guy with regards to maybe his mental capacity because we do have mental health issues all over the country. Uh, and uh, uh, the president of the United States is not immune from that. But I've concluded based on watching his news conferences he's outright lying uh, or he just simply doesn't uh, know what's going on he has a complete disconnect uh, he's more concerned now about uh, his poll numbers and about and 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 again it, it, it's it is political right he has so much hatred for donald trump uh and the republicans in this country that he's willing to do anything to try to be one up on them and and i say that not as a political statement but as a a clear-cut analysis of what i've seen taking place here because he was advised by the military not to do this and he did it anyway um again folks we're speaking with lieutenant steve rogers who happens to be a retired u.s military intelligence officer lieutenant um is it is it possible now what we hear is that he his military advisors warned against this he overrode that but you know i think it's a fair question to say is it possible that he wasn't absorbing all of the consequences of what his decision was going to be well, it's, it is possible, John, but there are many close advisors with him in the room with the military. Certainly he has his national security advisor. I'm sure he has the secretary of state, secretary of defense. There were enough people there to work very hard to make it clear to him that this would be a real serious problem. And think about what you just said. Uh, if, in fact, what you say is true, then are we going to take it a step further and somebody's going to have to invoke the 25th Amendment? Uh, because we have an individual here that, don't forget, he has his uh, fingers on, on that nuclear uh, button. And, and I, I would just hate to see something so drastic uh, uh, to happen like that. But anything can go when you have someone that doesn't have the mental capacity. And, and this is not an outright criticism. This is just something I think is on a line uh, in line on the minds of a lot of people. Uh, he, he just doesn't seem to have the capacity to grasp what's going on. If it's not, if that's not the case, he's outright lying to the American, the American people for political purposes. Yeah, and either one is not a good option. Has it um, surprised you that no one has lost their job over this? Uh, there's been no realignment. Uh, it's, it's they're acting as though everything went according to plan. Yeah, well, it kind of confirms what, what we're all kind of thinking that uh, he's uh, doing these things on his own. There's no one else to blame but him. Uh, if there was any idea to fire anybody, who do you fire? They're all in the same room. They're all talking together. Uh, I would think, uh, and I and, and I and I say this uh, because I know that prior presidents worked together uh, uh, in the national crisis. So a lot of the American people don't know that. It's something uh, an unofficial presidents' club where they will seek advice 
from prior presidents. And I'm sure that if he sought some sort of advice from uh, Barack Obama, whom not, I'm not a fan of, but I, I don't think Barack Obama uh, would want to lead us into a major, major war uh, and see a lot of people die like this. I, I, I just don't believe any prior president would do that. So uh, he just simply didn't uh, listen to people and did what he wanted to do. You know, what's interesting um, is as much as people and people would talk about the temperament of, let's just say, President Trump. And, and we would often hear that phrase, you know, he has his finger on the nuclear button. But we've also seen the danger of someone that does the opposite, which is, you know, this is not the United States. This is this the is this the Biden doctrine that we're seeing right now? Oh, it's the Biden doctrine uh, without any uh, doubt. And now keep in mind that uh, President Trump made it very clear to our enemies that if they got out of line, uh, they would be met with the full force of the U.S. military. And during President Trump's uh, administration, there was not one move by al-Qaeda, by ISIS. Uh, the Taliban were kept uh, in place. Uh, they feared him because he was unpredictable. And that was a good thing because uh, they had no idea uh, the response of a President Donald J. Trump. So they kept uh, they, they stayed home. Now, Joe Biden comes in and he displays weakness, weakness to the point, John, weakness to the point that the Chinese Communist Party, who, by the way, have their fingerprints all over the Taliban operation, uh, sent fighter jets over Taiwan. They already put Taiwan on notice. And the words I understand from President Xi to the Taiwanese government is look at what your friend America is doing with the Taliban take note of that so you've got the chinese uh scratching their head saying well you know what maybe it's our time now to go after taiwan you got vladimir putin he's scratching his head thinking hmm uh, interesting maybe we ought to take another look at ukraine so joe biden his doctrine is a doctrine of weakness and a doctrine of surrender uh in his mind it's for the sake of peace but in the minds of many it's an open pathway to war are you surprised vice president harris hasn't stepped up to carry the mantle uh, no, no, she's as, uh, as clueless as he is. In fact, uh, there was some sort of a report that, and a, a legitimate report that she made it clear that uh, she wasn't going to go down with this uh, as her legacy. So here, here she is uh, in, in, this, in Southeast Asia somewhere. Uh, Joe Biden's in Delaware. And uh, who's leading the country? Think about that one. Who yeah. is really leading our country? Folks, again, he is retired U.S. military intelligence officer, and it's Lieutenant Steve Rogers.